0: What's up, Fire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to a special Q&A show where I call you Fire Nation and let you ask me any question you have. I have two great questions that were asked me today from two Fire Nation listeners. Both of them are doozies. So right when we get back from thanking our sponsor, we're going to kick right in growing businesses need qualified candidates and qualified candidates can be a challenge to find lucky for us zip recruiter makes it simple fast and smart and right now you can try zip recruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire that's ziprecruiter.com slash fire zip recruiter the smartest way to hire
1: hey what's up brother
0: zach b it's jld how are you doing today
1: Man, I am doing fantastic, man. How about yourself?
0: You know, Puerto Rico's rocking and rolling. And uh, where are you at in the world?
1: I am here in St. Louis, Missouri.
0: I spent some time in St. Louis because I was stationed in Fort Knox, Kentucky, and Fort Riley, Kansas. And so weekend trips, I would go to St. Louis to, to tour the Anheuser-Busch Bush Museum and just do random things like that.
1: Dude, that is awesome. Yeah, man, there's not much to do here, but yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs>
0: When it comes down to it, you know, every city only has a few cool things to do anyway. So uh, St. Louis is definitely a cool city. I love the sports energy, the sports vibe there. You get a lot of great uh, professional teams, which is awesome. But let me flip the script to you and uh, give you a second to share with Fire Nation what you have going on in the world, a little bit more about yourself, and then we'll get to your question.
1: Right on, man. I am, uh, like I said, I'm coming, calling here from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I'm an underdog entrepreneur. I spent over half a decade of my life in prison, and I finally, uh, you hear my kids in the background, I uh, turned my life around when I missed the birth of my twin sons, and now I'm mm. just uh, on fire to, you know, empower other underdog entrepreneurs.
0: And so, what are some things that you're doing, like day to day, week to week, content wise, that's going to allow you to kind of set this world on fire?
1: Well, that's a great question right there. So I got a podcast myself uh, called Underdog Empowerment, um, and then I also have a YouTube channel, but I, I'm a coach where I help uh, entrepreneurs with their business goals. Most of the time, it's through storytelling and copywriting, uh, being able to market their message to reach their target, target audience.
0: So what would you say right now as an individual is your biggest struggle as an entrepreneur, growing the business that you're growing?
1: wanting to be a part of my business so much to where you want to do every single nuance in the business instead of just trusting a team, hiring out on outsourcing. That way you can do, you know, focus on what you're really good at instead of trying to do every little detail of it.
0: How big is your team right now?
1: Uh, gee, I, I'm in the process of hiring, hiring my team actually. And right I have one other person besides me and he does like uh, editing for like the podcast and also makes videos for me and, uh, you know, graphic design work like that.
0: What are some of the key roles you're looking to bring in as you're growing this team out?
1: Someone that can, you know, handle the inbox, uh, like the Facebook inbox, emails, um, all you know, all that good, good stuff. You know, for like scheduling purposes and figuring out if uh, things are good fit. Also, you know, all the content management um, and you know anything that doesn't directly relate to me uh, possibly coaching someone or you know like the marketing aspect of it. Uh, You know, like building funnels, you know, the the graphic design. I I definitely want to outsource all of that.
0: So, all that latter part is great, but I'm just kind of curious like, are you really at the stage right now where you need somebody to be handling your inbox, where you need somebody to be handling your Facebook messages? I mean, I'm a big believer in. That's the last thing to go because you need to have that one-on-one engagement with people that are emailing you, with f- people that are messaging you on Facebook. I mean, you need to have that con- connection, that contact. By the way, you may feel differently and that's fine, but I just kind of would like to talk about your kind of perception and mentality around that.
1: Yeah, no, you hit it right on the money. So definitely it being genuine, authentic and having that, that real connection with your audience is so huge and so key. Um, I I am at a point though where I get a lot of um, messages that are that are not even you know they're like hey hi or something like that and there's nothing wrong with that I love to engage with everybody but like it's until I can outsource other parts of my business it's like either I sit on my inbox all day or I get actually get pushed a vision forward.
0: So, with all that being said, you're growing your team out, you're looking to take certain things off of your plates. Like, what would you say right now are the things that are really working for you and your business?
1: It's got to be the authentic part of it. Like, like, I share my story, you know, of going through prison, you know, and, and actually just opening up and not holding anything back. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm able to really connect with other underdog entrepreneurs in that way. And that's what's, uh, really been giving me the success cuz people are like feel connected in that sense.
0: So like what is it is a perspective? I mean is that one thing that you think really helps you from being in jail and then now not? Like for me that honestly is one thing that I do draw upon which is my time in the military cuz in a lot of ways being deployed to Iraq for 13 months is like being in jail. I mean, we're kind of confined to quarters most of the time. You know, we're getting shot at every single day. You want to be anywhere but there. So I kind of draw upon that from my perspective when like things are quote unquote bad, like I'm having a bad day for some reason. I can be like, yeah, but you didn't have a mortar round almost land on your head last night. So (laughs) life could be worse. Is that what you mean by kind of drawing from that and kind of letting people know? Or what are some other things that you really draw from that time in jail?
1: So, I mean, you just made some really good points right there and and it, it there is a lot of similarities in that like the the whole discipline uh like the aspect of that, like oh my god, like if you could do that and and on top of that, you you know you had to deal with getting shot at every day, so that's kind of a an another extreme but you had to deal
0: different. with maybe getting shanked every day
1: well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess you could put it that way too but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man, uh and what I was kind of aiming towards more was like uh the fact that um. You, you know, like I, you, I, I talk about like, hey, man, it, as an underdog entrepreneur, yeah, we don't have all the resources as most of the, most of the top dogs that are, you know, established. They have the connections, the networks, the money, the business place, the teams, all that. Like they got all these resources. That's great. But as an underdog entrepreneur, our greatest asset is the underdog mentality. That's an advantage for us. We're hungrier, scrappier than the rest of the playing field. And if we use that and know that we're not better, don't think that we're better than what we really are, still remain open to all any learning experience that comes our way. But have that drive, that hunger. You can use that to get yourself so far in this game and being resourceful.
0: So being scrappy, being hungry, those are absolutely great tactics when you're just starting out and scratching your way, so to speak. But what's like one real tactic that maybe you use or you've seen somebody else use that you really admire or that you recommend other people do? Like one specific tactic to be scrappy or to come from, you know, being that underdog entrepreneur. What is that?
1: I ask myself questions all the time. I, I and I, I guess I got this from Tony Robbins. I, I used to. I've always been doing this, but I actually realized what I've actually been doing was getting leverage on myself, making it so painful not to go ahead and take that action. Like ask myself, how am I going to feel if I don't do this right now? If I don't take this calculated risk, what am I, what's my life going to be like? You know, how's my family going to perceive me? How's my family going to be affected by it? You know, I'm making it so painful not to go ahead and take action.
0: Regret, Fire Nation, is one thing you don't want to live with and you definitely don't want to be on your deathbed with. I mean, regret is is the worst because you right now you're hearing my voice, you're hearing Zachary's voice. Like you have the power to shift away from that regret and to do something different. You know, I love that book, The Five Biggest Regrets of the Dying, as I believe what the title is is close to that at least. Where it was basically a nurse would go around and she would just ask. I think it was almost over ten thousand people. I may be getting that number wrong, but like, what are their biggest regrets and? just to hear those regrets, it, it's so heart wrenching and to see them, you know, what they are. And it just makes you realize that, man, we have this one life and it is short. And when these people were saying over and over again, I wish that I hadn't let so-and-so influence my life. Um, it's just heartbreaking. I mean, who's influencing your life right now, Fire Nation? Like who are you trying to appease or to you know, make happy, or, or are you doing something for somebody just because you think they want, it or because they tell you you want uh, they want it? No, the answer is, what is it that you want? What do you want to bring to this world? And so, Zach, let's flip that script now and get to a question you have for me about anything.
1: So, if you could go back to the very beginning of your entrepreneurial career. And give yourself just one piece of advice, not so much as in what you would do differently, because I don't believe you're the type of person that regrets anything that you've done because it made you who you are today, but more so give yourself one piece of advice as to give yourself a head start or a leg up when you were just starting out. What would that be?
0: Okay, one thing I want to say to answer that question first is I would absolutely have retained the the consistency that I did. I think the consistency was a huge part of my success doing the podcast every single day, be consistent with my other forms of content, that was absolutely huge. But two things that I would go back and tell myself to do for sure, absolutely, is number one, I need to engage with every single person that would reach out to me in the early days and say something about the podcast. I mean, I would get emails and Facebook messages and tweets and I would write back maybe a quick like, oh, thanks, appreciate you listening, like all this stuff. So I did respond to them and acknowledge them. But what I needed to do was say, hey, can I jump on a quick five-minute Skype call with you? Because I want to ask you a few questions. I want to ask you, how'd you find out about me? So I can really learn those areas where people were finding out about the show to pour some igniter fluid on it. Hey, what do you like about the show? So I can really understand why they were listening and why they were liking. B, or C, what don't you like about the show? Like, let me know some things you actually don't like. And then the last question would be, what is your biggest struggle right now? So I could start to understand my audience more. So I failed in that kind of engagement because I didn't think it was scalable. I didn't think it was something that I was comfortable doing or, or needed to be doing, but I needed to be doing that. And that would have really helped uh, the jumpstart. Number two is uh, collaboration and mingling. I should have, from day one, been reaching out to, to everybody that had a business podcast and say, listen, listen. You have a business podcast. I have a business podcast. Let's swap interviews. I want you on my show. I want to be on your show because guess what? Podcast listeners listen to podcasts. It's really that simple. So when I'm was on, when i on other shows, other podcasts, and they like what I have to say, they think I'm bringing value, and they think that my show sounds unique because it was back then. It was a daily show interviewing successful entrepreneurs. There's no other show like it. Then I would have been able to really grow my audience from guess what people that were already podcast listeners, but you know instead of like trying to convert people who had never heard a podcast, oh this is how you download the podcast app or search in iTunes, like. Go the path of least resistance. And to me, that would have been the path of least resistance. So those are two things I would have done differently. Absolutely. I ended up doing those later on in the game and they were huge helps, both of them, but I didn't do it in the early part of the game and I wish I had.
1: Man, that was incredible, especially, I mean, both of those were, but uh, definitely tip number one is something I'm going to take really to heart uh, and being more engaged with people whenever they reach out to me.
0: Zach, you got to jump on conversations. I'm telling you, like, you probably give yourself a hard time because I know that I did of like, I'm not coming up with a with an idea for like a course or a product or a service or a community or a book or anything along those lines. And the reality is you shouldn't be the one that's coming up with the idea. Like you engage with your listeners, your fans, your followers, your audience. And then you ask them those questions, specifically the last one, what are you struggling with right now? You know The biggest thing you're struggling with, they give you the answer. They provide what solution you need to create because you're going to have four or five themes that bubble to the surface of very consistent, rep, re, repeated struggles and obstacles and challenges. And then you're going to pick one of those things to create a solution for. And guess what? That solution might not be what brings you in the dollars, but then you know that and then you shift to another one and you shift to another one and you keep solving problems for people's big, uh, you keep solving problems for people's really big obstacles. And before you know it, you're going to have one that really takes hold and you're going to be able to double down on it and really make things happen.
1: Yeah, man, that is money right there. Thank you, brother.
0: Zach, do this. Give our listeners some parting piece of guidance. It can be from your time in jail, from your time as an entrepreneur, just any form of a piece of guidance you think is going to help find your nation. and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Yeah, the definitely, most definitely first thing that comes to mind is don't compare your chapter one to someone else's 26. I used to do that so much and it made me feel inferior because I was comparing myself to someone other than myself and who I was yesterday. And when you stop doing that and you just focus on what you got going on and just comparing yourself to yesterday, you'll that inferiority complex, all that will go away and you'll be able to get more done.
0: I mean, Fire Nation, if you are winning that comparison, if you are winning your comparison, of yourself yesterday, then you're winning at life. I mean, it's all about that 1% better. So uh, where can we find out more about you?
1: Man, at underdogempowerment.com. That's where uh, you can get ahold of me on any social media platform and everything I got going on.
0: Fire Nation, it is Zach in the house. And don't go anywhere because we have one more question coming up after we thank our sponsor there are a lot of challenges we face as entrepreneurs, like finding the right hires. Lucky for us, and for Jesse Cole, ZipRecruiter makes hiring simple, fast, and smart. Jesse is the owner of the Savannah Bananas, a minor league baseball team. He was looking for a director of fun, someone to lead the Bananas fan experience, videography team, community outreach, and entertain a packed stadium. Jesse knew it wouldn't be easy to find that kind of talent. That's why he tried ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's ability to send his job to over 100 job boards made his nationwide search fast, easy, and effective. Jesse says, as we continue to grow, for every hire, we'll go to ZipRecruiter. It was so unbelievably easy to use. And Jesse isn't alone. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, you too can find the perfect candidates by trying ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Once again, ZipRecruiter ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. JLD. John Briggs in the house. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you? You know, Puerto Rico, no complaints. Can't say that it's not a gorgeous day here because it is. Where are you calling from?
2: I am in Florida, not too far away, but far away in the same thing.
0: <laughs> F-L-A, whereabouts in Florida?
2: In uh, West Palm Beach, man, but uh, we're from the same neck of the woods. I'm from, uh, from New Hampshire.
0: Come on, all right. A fellow tri-state New Englander, loving all of that. So give us a little more details about exactly who you are and where you're coming from, obviously Florida, but, and uh, what you have going on in the world.
2: Yeah, man, so we uh, have an animation company actually based in England. But uh, I'm the only one that uh, is over here stateside. But our studio is in England, and yeah, we have some questions. So what we've done is we for the for the last two years we've had some awesome experiences working th- working with some awesome people, and we're gonna do our own little podcast now. So we have ac- yeah, we're excited. So but the question we had is, you know, every we have the audio side of the stuff, but we're an animation company. We want to do this like. Animated, right? We want to make an animation of our our talks and do so much cool things with that stuff. So, the question is, like, do we do do we release a, a, an animation podcast on iTunes or does that just stay on like a YouTube platform?
0: I will say this: podcasting in general is mostly an audio only format because people are kind of going to podcasts to fill a need when they're driving their car to work, when they're hitting the beach for a run, when they're weeding their garden. You know, it's kind of when they're doing things that are not allowing them to like watch other things so that's one thing so I can definitely say that there are some video podcast success stories out there like TED Talks is a great example you know TED Talks releases a great video podcast and a lot of people listen to it but what TED Talks does which could give you guys some ideas is they release this amazing video podcast so guess what when I'm here at my office in front of my desktop I watch the TED Talk video podcast. But if I want to go for a run, I'm not going to download this like 500 megabyte movie just to listen to, um, in my, uh, on my iPod Nano, you know, through an earbud, I'm instead going to just download the audio only version they produce of that as well. So they have a video and an audio only version. So that's really key because that's only now like 26 megabytes to download to my Nano um, or to download to my iPhone so that when I go um, for this run <clears throat> or jump in the car and go for a drive, then I'm able to consume it in a lot uh, better manner because again, it's, it's an, an audio only smaller uh, size podcast. So my question to you is, are you able to take this overarching um, video, this animated video and make it valuable to listen to while uh, people are just hearing it instead of seeing anything?
2: Yeah. So again, like we're an animation company. What we're trying to do is like really come at this from a new angle. So what we've you know stories are like the best animation so we want like we really want to have an animated podcast that said we are doing interviews um that can be standalone audio as well but we do want to like project this because i think the real value is you know a lot of our guests uh, have been heard a million times on other people's podcasts with similar stories right they're great stories we're trying to like splice up the medium take the message to a different level so Other people can kind of hear these stories and really get the message.
0: So you've interviewed people like James Altucher. How have you made that episode, that interview different from the hundred other ones that he's done?
2: Yeah. So we ask similar questions. First off, we have questions that we try to like say like, hey, what questions have you never been asked before? But they're the same people. They have the same experiences. So you find that they have a lot of the same answers. What we've done differently is... Uh, will take that answer and will animate it in a real real unique way so it's literally you'll literally hear the same message like for instance there's a guy Sean Stevenson he's the host of the Model Health Show on his podcast he talks about um, he talks about this really important nutrition nutritional component where if you're eating junk food your body's not gonna like You're not going to get the calories you need. You're going to still be hungry. So don't eat that ho-ho, he says. When you put that into animation and you see the ho-hos coming in and you (laughs) actually see all that stuff, it's like, holy shit, get it. I understand now. Like I totally understand uh, the concept that he was trying to do. Maybe it's just me, um, but I think a lot of people like me um, get these concepts a lot more once they're brought to life through animation.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think there's so much power in animation and just the overall visual concept of what you're doing. The problem is, um, and I feel like people do this a lot, is they try to create content on platforms where it's not meant to be native. So, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where Gary Vantage talks a lot about how he just used to take certain, you know, random clips from like his day um, when he would do Daily V and just pop it into his podcast feed. And his podcast never did well because it wasn't meant for a podcast episode. It was like him in a car talking on the phone with somebody. Like, nobody's just going to listen to that. Like, they might watch him do that because he's he's making faces, and he's like pointing at people, and he's like showing things, but it's not making sense on the podcast. So... It's all about like, how can I create native content for that right platform? So you guys have this YouTube channel where you're doing that. You can have this podcast video, like I said, like the TED Talks type of thing. But then I do think if you are going to commit to the podcasting platform, it just needs to be in a way where you're... Actually, going to be interviewing somebody, and by the way, maybe you do that interview. This could be a really cool idea. Actually, you interview like with uh, Sean Stevenson, and what you have is just the actual interview. Where on the video, they're doing you're doing the animation on YouTube with the ho ho, and maybe on the on the uh, iTunes video with the ho ho, but then on the on the audio only side of things. You're going to, you're going to literally, it's going to take some extra editing, but you would splice into that point and be like, Hey guys, I know you can't see this right now, but we've actually created an animated video that's showing you this concept. And believe me, you have to see it to believe it. And then boop, it just keeps on going on to the interview. So now what you're doing is you're taking that 30 minute interview and then at like maybe six or seven points during it, you're just doing a little splice editing in and you're saying... This is actually a really cool cool part in the animation where we do this. So now what you're doing is you are leveraging this amazing platform of podcasting where the listeners are getting great content from Sean, you're on iTunes, you're on Spotify, you're on Stitcher, all these places that you can't be with videos. Now you're on it because you have this audio only podcast. And now you're driving people back to other parts of your business, like your YouTube channel and things along those lines, you know, maybe your Instagram story, and then maybe it's your actual, you know, IGTV, like if you're going to drop that animation on IG, IGTV as well, like whatever you're thinking, you can just say, hey, listen, guys, Uh, We also have this content, but in the animation form, how how it was meant to be created in this. So now you're able to use the content you've already created. You're able to put it into a platform like a podcast and really involve the audience in a cool audio experience where they know that, hey, they're missing out on something. It's not critical to the interview, but it could be really cool for them to go back and follow up. You could drive them back to your show notes page, to your YouTube channel, to wherever that might be. And, and really had that happen. And again, once you kind of get this this process down and you maybe drop flags, like while you're interviewing Sean, you're like, oh yeah, I know we're going to do an animation there. Then you can just go back and you just do that splice in and then you're off to the races.
2: Great ideas, man. really appreciate it. That's why I wanted to have this conversation
0: with you. Well, let's kind of keep talking this through though. So I mean, like what's your overall plan for like what your business is doing? Like, is this to acquire more customers? Is this yeah. to expand your brand and in, in, uh, influence?
2: Yeah. So I'll give you like a little history of what we had. So we started off um, an animation company doing explainer videos like everybody, but like, you know, it just sucked. No one wanted to do all that stuff for us anyways. Right. That's just not how we're wired. So we animated uh, a podcast from Gary V uh, just to kind of get his attention. And he loved it. It was just like a little tiny, um, little tiny animation. And then he reached out and said, hey, let's collaborate on some more. We did two or three more with him from there. He did. We did one with James Altucher because he was a guest on. He said, "Hey, I want to do stuff." So we've done tons, like twenty or thirty, with James. And then from James, like Sean Stevenson said, "Hey, James, who are these guys?" And it's just like going, growing totally. out tremendously. So it's it's been great. Like we're working with our heroes. We're getting to do some really cool stuff, and we're getting to like take some really cool concepts in a unique way that nobody does it. And when people see us, they're like, "Wow, I've never seen this. This is amazing." But but the problem is, is we get we have to rely on like when Sean Stevenson puts it out. I'm not saying these names, but we have to rely when these people put them out, right? So we want to kind of gain control of our own content and we have access to all these people. So I think it makes no sense not to make our own content, throw that out there. And sure, it definitely, every time Gary uh, posts something for us, we get inquiries like, hey, can you do this for us? Can you do that for us? And we've done work for like Hollywood production companies from that stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, definitely a marketing expense to do it but we have a blast as well so why not do it
0: especially because you know when you look at once you get the process down and you're now creating organic content that's gonna start driving organic traffic plus people might hear about you by seeing the Gary Vaynerchuk or the Sean Stevenson or James Altucher animation and they're gonna go check you out they're gonna be like oh this is like a real company like these are real dudes like it's not just you know some shop in, in India that's kicking this stuff out but you know like these are guys that you know are making things happen and they have their own podcast and they're really, you know, grinding away, delivering great content in these different platforms. So, I mean, I think it's definitely the right way to go because what you're doing now is you're building a business that's not, Reliant on influencer marketing, on advertising, like those things are all great to add fuel to the fire. And of course, you want to use those things as long as they're working because they're great ways to to build it up. But at the end of the day, you know when that stuff starts to dry up, or ads get too expensive, or the influencers, you know, take a foot off the brake because they're focusing on other things for a while, you still have that core inbound traffic that you're creating through your podcast through your youtube channel through different you know areas you're able to go with one thing that i really think that uh, could be a huge plus for you and i'm wondering how much you're doing this you know now that igtv is, is is just launching and you know is just um Really starting to get traction. You're starting to have people that are like, "How am I really going to, you know, tackle this ten minutes, you know, max video?" Where I, where I you know I have more than a minute, like normal Instagram. So I have more than a minute to keep keep, keep people's attention, but it's not also a long form video. It's ten minutes or less. You know, going to like Instagram influencers that have like 100,000, 400,000, 1. 1.3 million viewers and saying, hey, listen, you are getting a ton of engagement on your feed, either your, your, pick, your one-off pictures or your one-minute videos. I'm sure you're getting a ton of of, of followers and reach on your um, Instagram stories as well, which is pretty cool because that's like a documenting of your life, those 15-second clips. But what are you doing on IGTV? Like, don't you want to take some of your content and really be able to engage your audience on a longer level, like here's something that we're that we've done, you know, for Lewis Howes on IGTV. Like check this out, and it can be like a little intro blurb, and then it, you know it can be a, a little little mid-roll kind of animation, and then it can be this at the end, and then you can maybe even do a whole custom video for you know someone like him or Gary on IGTV, and you can really kind of go after like that specific platform with big influencers right now that are on Instagram that have the audience that have the following that, that have the revenue because they are uh, influencers and they just want to get more eyeballs on that platform. Because when they are being approached by companies, like I was approached by Dove to do an influencer campaign, like they wanted a post, uh, they wanted um, a picture in the feed, they wanted three stories in my Instagram story. And guess what? That was pre-IGTV and I can guarantee you now that they would also want a, um, IGTV as part of that overall package and they pay you on the overall eyeballs to get on there. And so you're only adding to those eyeballs. So I feel like that's a niche that like you guys can maybe be even quick to market and you can go right to IGTV influencers who have no experience doing more than a minute, like little blurb, you know, probably like very just to their phone, um, and then, you know, they have nothing more than those 15-second little clip videos. You know, this IGTV has to be vertical frame, so it's a unique video. It's not like the wide angle that most that, that YouTubers are used to doing. So you guys could be kind of first to that little niche of like how to create a great animated vertical phone-only video for some of these Instagram influencers. So what are your thoughts on that?
2: I think it's a great idea. So we've tried to test it out a little bit to try to see, with you know, with James, we have a library of content that we've done for James. Anyway, we've done 10-minute animations for James, like him and Jim Quick, all the way down to, like, 45 seconds with Tony Robbins and James, right? So um, we've kind of tried to test it out. Like, his team has tried to test out some of those and see how they're working on IGTV. Like you said, like, the way we did them, all our videos don't really showcase well on that. So what we've done, instead of keeping it vertical, we flipped it on its side. So it's just the user – we don't know if this is going to work well, but the user – is, is forced to turn their phone on the side but at least you don't lose any of the animation that way of all the work that we've done so far
0: but i think i think with igtv you can't turn your phone to the side i mean i think even when you turn it it stays like vertical
2: you can turn it yeah so the stuff at least we've done unless they've changed it um hmm. but yeah so we we've taken our videos and like just flipped them in flipped them um got uh, it and and it works so far it works yeah
0: why doesn't it work for you when you just go vertical
2: well, what we do is like a lot of our old videos, like just the way they're formatted. Well, I know the old format. ones wouldn't
0: work, but what, why yeah. wouldn't like new ones work where you, you guys just kind of become the company oh, yeah. that does the vertical video? Yeah.
2: No, yeah. Yeah. I was just explaining our, our experience with IGTV, yeah. but we're trying to like trying to figure out that format. But yeah, no, it's a great idea. Just, you know, just do the stuff in the uh in the vertical format. Then it just become we gotta be really confident that we can do it. So we should test it out. Maybe you and I can test something out on Maybe that. Maybe we but, can but,
0: test it out. Yeah. I will say, you know, it would be interesting to think about because I'm telling you is people are so slow to react to new markets. And like if you guys you know, there's so many people that can do the wide frame. I mean, that's what everybody does, but who's doing the vertical? And I mean, who's going to jump into that market and who's going to like, you know, get that initial um, stake in the ground. Cause that's, you know, that, that initial land grab is so key in everything. And yeah, there's gonna be people that follow, but that initial land grab is, is mammoth important.
2: It's worth a shot, man. I'd be, I would love to collaborate with you and see if we can pull something out of there on that.
0: Okay, well, listen, Fire Nation, um, what I want you to do is just recognize this. And, And while I'm about to say what I'm about to say, John, I'm going to be asking you for some form of parting piece of guidance for our listeners. So I'm going to give you some time to stew on that while I'm talking. But there's always something else coming, Fire Nation. You know, whether back in the day it was Meerkat and then Meerkat went poof, but guess what? Periscope was right there. And people that got good at Meerkat, they were immediately good at Periscope, which was essentially the same thing. So they were able to take their skills in day one and be pretty darn good. And then it was Instagram or then it was Snapchat and then it was Instagram stories and then it's Facebook Live and Facebook stories and you know, now it's IGTV and it's always the new thing. So if you think that you've missed A, B, C, or D like you have, but it's okay. It's okay. There's always something coming. So just keep your eyes open keep your finger on the pulse. And when that new thing comes out, if it makes sense for you, jump on. If it doesn't make sense, ignore it because it's not for you. You need to say, I get it. I mean, that's what happened to me in podcasting 2012. I was like... I get this medium, I love it. I want to be a part of it. And now, you know, 6 years later, I still am. And and who knows how long that's going to be, you know, from this point going forward because, you know, you just don't know the future of any medium. But this is what you need to be looking for, that next thing that comes. Get that land grab and you're going to have disproportionate success by being one of the first movers. They don't call it a first mover advantage for no reason. So John, take us home with a parting piece of guidance and uh, then we'll say goodbye.
2: Well, you put me on the spot, but let's just keep it to. we I what did not just put
0: to- you on the spot. I gave you like five <laughs> minutes to stew on and I even prepped you that I was going to tell you.
2: <laughs> I told you. Fi- I told you five minutes ago that my brain works slow because I need <laughs> animations to like get the stuff. So what I'll say, look. This is good. Like I would say, be stubborn in your your vision, what you want to get to, but be flexible with your goals. I had never thought about what you're trying to do, and I'm working seven days a week trying to get this thing going. That's a great idea. So we'll be stubborn in our vision, but we're gonna be flexible in doing some something new. So I appreciate the advice, John.
0: Well, and not to just keep harping on it, but like you know, I look at like YouTube creators, and a lot of them, you know, they they feel like they're kind of techie people. You know, they they know how to do like um they know how to do videos and this and that, and they probably did some Photoshop and you know whatever. But these these Instagram influencers, man, they just have a phone. They took a few pictures. They did a few videos. They did some things right. They did some things wrong. They have these massive followings and if you can you can go to them and they're they're making money right now you know go to the big influencers like find them you can search them there's something like i think it's called like ninja rank or something that ranks like all instagram influencers in certain um, certain categories you can do all these different types of filters and then you go to them and you say listen i'm going to take your content and i'm going to animate it and we're going to get a ton more eyeballs so next time company x comes to you you're going to be able to charge disproportionately more money because you're getting that many more eyeballs you can show them in yet another way that you could add value to them so John thank you for your time today as you know I am taking off for a week but when I get back we'll uh, continue the conversation about a potential collab on the IGTV and uh, fire Nation as always I want you to recognize that you probably do have a big idea or maybe you have a lot of ideas but you want to really know which is the big idea. I have a simple, free three-hour training for you. It's called Three Hours to Your Big Idea. And it's really that simple. It's really that sweet. So head over to yourbigidea.io, yourbigidea.io. Take that three-hour training, get your big idea, just like we potentially uncovered for John today. Like Maybe, maybe not. You never know. But that is an opportunity for you to get your big idea. Go all in and win because I've interviewed 2,000 entrepreneurs plus, like 2,040 now, and Every single one that's crushing it is crushing it because they have one big idea and they went all in. So let's get clarity, focus, and direction on your big idea and you will be off to the races and I'll catch you on the flip side. Looking for a place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart? That place is ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.